Okay, we're live. Hi, this is William Ramsey. Welcome to William Ramsey Investigates. On today's show, I have a very special guest, uh, very somebody who's done really excellent research. His name, his memory hold came to my attention. I've been trying to go through all of his research on BitChute. I got through a three-part series that he was involved in the research of. The title of that is Elite Human Trafficking, Volume 1 and 2 and 3. So I recommend people check those out on BitChute. I'll put the links in the description. But he's also done a bunch of other research, some of which I saw on Odyssey. He was censored like me, so it was hard for me to kind of go back through all of his uh, research. But he can talk more about that. I'm familiar with P what's known as Pizzagate, which I don't think is a great term for really that what happened and what developed out of the drop from Julian Assange through WikiLeaks of Hillary's emails and people allowing to research, which what happened and very much influenced the 2016 election. And should have been something similar should have happened with Hunter Biden's emails and been put on WikiLeaks or something like that, which was a strategic blunder of epic proportions by the Trump campaign to not get those out. Anyway, that's my position. I'm delighted to have memory. It's memory hold. There's a different little uh, homonym there, but it's M-E-M-O-R-Y-H-O-L-D. And I'm glad and delighted that he's here. So welcome, memory hold. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. Yeah. So the Hunter Biden stuff, what a blunder that really was, right? I've never seen anything like it. I thought, you know, for a moment we had a golden opportunity, but then the uh, range ban on the links, you couldn't even share them. It was, uh, it was wild. Some of the most wild things I've seen since 2016 in terms of Right. It was really crazy. And I think that's true. They really anticipated something like the Hillary Clinton emails. Trump's people thought they were going to have a, a Hillary Clinton email, email part two. Yep. They were censored. But they bungled. I still think they bungled because they should have put it up on their own kind of sites. They did something through some Chinese guy who was friends with Bannon. Yeah. But they made a mistake because there's just researchers and people really just interested in the truth who would look through those like I went through Hillary Clinton's emails um, and really ferret out and put together what's going on. So really yeah. strange day. So can you yeah. talk to people how you got into research and kind of the arc of uh, what you've looked through? I have stuff on here that I really want to talk to you about, about sure. Hunter Biden, DC to Dutro, the ties between Nexium and Pizzagate. And there's just a lot of lot here to mine. So can you sure. talk about your background and what led you to this stuff? Yeah, absolutely. So I will say that uh, I'm probably a little bit newer in this game than, than many of you, perhaps even some of you watching. I, I only got into this in 2016, and I was staunchly against uh, much of it, to be quite honest with you. Had 2016 and those events never happened, those email links, if those never happened, I might have been watching a show such as this and been uh, uh, quite, quite against the idea of it, thinking it was a conspiracy theory, thinking it's baseless. And I had just continuously heard these Podesta emails, these Podesta emails, and I, I got sick of hearing about them. I got sick of hearing about them. So one day I finally decided to sit down and, and see what they were all about myself, right? What do you know? Critical thinking. Let me see what's going on, right? And uh, as soon as I did that, I realized that there is a reason that these people were talking about it. And I was then introduced to the alternative platforms that were crowdsourcing the research within those Podesta emails. And these were sites I had never heard of because once again, I had been so-called, you know, asleep up until that point. So I was being funneled through these more mainstream websites that were staunchly against ideas such as this. So as soon as I saw the crowdsourced research going on, uh, gathering information through the Podesta emails, um, 
documenting not so much like maybe the crimes uh, within them, uh, but but the rules being broken within them, the the election questions being fed to Hillary early, things like these the things that should not be happening, but are very important. I realized that this is where I belong is is with this group. And then the advent of what came to be known, unfortunately, as Pizzagate came. And I was there from the very, very beginning of that when we first started discovering some strange things that piqued people's curiosity down that line. I was there for when they started to pigeonhole us into the whole Comet Ping Pong basement nonsense. Uh, I was even in the threads that were kind of debating, guys, we should really focus on more about the Haiti, Laura Silsby connection side of things and how this connects back to the Podesta gang as opposed to simply just this pizza place in DC Comet. And unfortunately, we lost out and they decided to go further with only the comet ping pong angle. So that's just a little bit of how I got started. I was doing a little, you know, I was somewhat knowledgeable on certain topics before then. I was, I had a baseline knowledge of, of September 11th attacks, you know, alternative theories on that. You know, I knew there were some fishy things with that, but nowhere near the level of vigor that I put in post 2016. And I still have a lot to learn, you know, so I'm trying to quick uh, catch up, make up for lost time as quickly as I can because I'm late to the game, but I'm trying my best to contribute and hopefully make up for the fact that I doubted you guys all this time. And so when you started kind of looking through Pizzagate, what kind of stuff did, or what's called Pizzagate, what did you discover? I know you have a pretty much broader understanding of that whole phenomenon, in my opinion, than a lot of people do. Can you explain or, or, or expound on what you discovered? Sure. Yeah. So the beginning, people like to focus on the the so-called code terms, the food language within the emails that those are really just an introduction. Right. People look at the heated pool email where they're inviting kids to be in this heated pool for entertainment. They talk about the dominoes on cheese with pasta as if it's code terms. And look, these these codes are these words may very well be, but we can never confirm that we can never confirm the intention of the writers. It's the, the main issue is when you continue look into the people writing the emails uh, that have other media, other sources, other posting, other images that have these weird sexual innuendos regarding children, that things become concerning. And it's then that you then begin to connect these people to the likes of Jeffrey Epstein. Now, I'm not going to say they're direct connections, right? Other than the fact that, of course, Podesta is Hillary Clinton's campaign chairman and Hillary Clinton, Bill Clinton, Epstein, that's far more direct. But there's even other connections to MC Squared, such that, which is John Luke Burnell's modeling agency that, that supplied the girls to Jeffrey Epstein. He is peripherally connected to someone in James Alephantis' social circle, James Elephantis being the real arbiter of Pizza Gate to begin with. One of the, and, at one point, one of the top 50 most influential people in Washington, D.C., right? Absolutely. Yeah, that's exactly what he was listed as. And here's the ironic part is the fact that the media wanted to paint him as simply a lowly pizza shop owner that was a victim of a false story. While simultaneously, if you look back in time, I think it was like GQ that put him as one of the top 50th most powerful people and the media pretended to not know who he is. However, if you go back in time, he is attending parties with big names in the media. Uh, this guy is brokering multi-million dollar art deals. This is not a small fry in any shape 
uh, of the word. You don't make a pizza shop and then suddenly start visiting uh, the White House multiple times. Uh, and that's who James Elephantis is. They want to tell him, tell us he's a small fry, but he's actually quite the opposite. Right. He was on diners, drive-ins and dives. He's associated with the highest level of uh, people in the culinary industry. So he's mixing in all these uh, things. And I think that's really what opened up the Hillary Clinton emails when they saw his Instagram post. And you did a lot of research on Instagram. Can you talk about what you found? Yeah, absolutely. So regarding Instagram, I, I discovered that it stretches further than just your average, uh, you know, the James Alafonta stuff. There are normal child modeling agencies that serve as uh, essentially front companies, in my opinion. And even worse, I've seen pages that seem to be mothers advertising their children um, through these through these modeling agencies, these these gymnastics companies. It's it's the most disgusting thing that you can ever see in your life. And they'll say that the page is mom monitor. They always have that little disclaimer at the top, right, which means limited comments. Not everyone can comment. Only followers can comment. Those are actually some of the worst pages uh, that you can ever imagine. And I found one, and this is where I knew I was on the right track. I found one modeling agency that was called Mile High Models. And I was thinking, you know, who names a child modeling agency after a sexual innuendo right mile high club being you know for right but it also talks about mile high being you're traveling in an airplane right? exactly so there you go there's two of them right there back right. to back a sexual innuendo and transportation right so you look further into that and i discovered that you know i think these people are being these children are being abused in some way shape or form so i, I was always making reports about them you know just general tips saying maybe you should check this out i'm not a law enforcement officer i'm not a professional investigator but check it out and Sure enough, one of the one of the um, children that was in that Mile High model agency. I mean, the guy that made that company, he got arrested for for sending lewd photos back and forth. There was articles about it. Human trafficking stopped in Hearn County, and it was his face was plastered all over the place. So it's like I knew. What, what, what was his name? Sorry to interrupt. It was um, Izzy Evans. Uh, short for uh, Ishmael Evans. Yeah. So he's not really too much on the radar of, of too much uh, of anything. He was just an Instagram guy. He was a small company too. But that's the issue where he's just big enough to be able to get these attention, get these kids, get these girls into his group. But, you know, it's just small enough to sort of evade detection, you know. So that was one of them. So, but there's other weird things, references in those, uh, Instagram and friends, and even in the things, there was Lozado. I think you mentioned her three kids were mentioned Absolutely. in the Podesta emails as like, we're going to be in a pool, like very like non uh, kind of benign, but like we're in the pool. They're going to be there. I'm assuring you they're going to be in the pool. Yes. Yes. Very so weird. And there was also a reference. There was another email that said, I have a map with a canker chip on dominoes or something weird like that. But it was, a map is a neologism. It's a new term for pedophilia, a minor attracted person. Right. Sounds better than calling somebody a pedophile. That's there's, correct. There's tons of little kids and weird stuff all over those Instagrams and those connections as well. Absolutely. Yeah, the pizza-related map. I think you left a handkerchief here. It seems to be pizza-related. Is it yours? And and it's like, so why isn't hank why is a handkerchief important enough to have an email sent about it? Hey, is this your handkerchief? Uh, let me email. Like, what are we gonna do? Send it to you by postal? It's a handkerchief. You know what's so important about a handkerchief? How is it pizza-related? And how is a map? 
uh, how is there a pizza-related map on it? So, of course, you're right. That's where the acronym MAP comes in, minor attracted person. That's the new euphemism that uh, virtuous pedophiles have been right. using nowadays. And the heated pool email, Tamara Lozado, she's, she was the former, uh, either the head or close to it, of the Pew Charitable Trust. Pew. It's incredible that the Pew Charitable Trust comes in because I've just done other research <laughs> into Pew Charitable Trust with Michael Bennett's book. Right. And they're into all kinds of stuff. And he's hanging out at uh, Bohemian Grove. There you go. And, and Tamara, you know, she has the website. It doesn't just stop at the heated pool emails. Right. So it's odd that she specifies the age in that email saying the pool, you know, the right. kids are going to be in that pool for sure. Bonnie, Maeve and and the third. Child all the details down. Exactly. Yeah. Uber wow. service. We're going to Uber service them to you. She's 11. She's nine. She's seven. But then you go to her website and, you know, she straight up mentions if, you know, uh, if you want to see these little girls run uncut for an hour, uh, it's for premium subscribers only. It's like. Wow. So there's all I these euphemisms. There's, there's all of your research. There's like inside nomenclature that people kind of know, but the outsiders don't get. But they're just all telling inside joking. That's nomenclature. It. Somebody researched her kid, those kids. They Did you ever hear that they were names of people from some kind of show or something so they're not really her kids they're fake names you know i've heard different variants of that okay. and some of them were very attractive to me in the sense that like i i never knew what to believe i did re i didn't hear anything about the show but i know the alternative theories you're talking about and i wouldn't discard them right off the bat either in fact now that you've reminded me i might actually go back and but and it's all those. that's just like a, my well, but just expanding on my point is that there's sure. all kinds of inside weird stuff going on that is not normal no, and not normal at all. And it's consistent themes to across the board. It's always with children. It's always sexual innuendo with these children and just weird phrasing language that you wouldn't use in relationship to kids. And it always has something to do with the people that are within this group that this group. are just secondhand disconnected from actual confirmed human traffickers like John of God, you know, like Jeffrey Epstein, like right. Jean-Luc Burnell. And that's where the real concern comes in. Right. So Yao of God is friends with Marina Abramovich. And that's in your one that this video, human, what's the name? Human sex trafficking, one, two, and three, that you did the research. Elite right. human trafficking, one, two, and three. Yep. So you, I recommend people go to BitChute and check that out. So you can see Marina Abramovich, who did the spirit cooking, hang out with the Yao of God, who is doing unspeakable acts and the person who got revealed came out and said, you know, this is what's going on. She was dead within a week. Yeah. I heard the rumor was a very elite, uh, a very elite yacht stopped off in, in Spain. Somebody got off. She was dead. They got back on the boat and left very elite style, yeah. uh, you know, suicide, arcanicide or whatever. Yeah. And I don't doubt it at all. And no. it's just, you know, you've also got Naomi Campbell, uh, also a big Epstein person, right? She's flying back and forth in order to see John of God as well. And so it's like this. World yeah, absolutely. So these people, it's, it looks to me to be a singular cell of people that are just recycling new people back and forth in between these main trafficking points. Right. So Virginia Dufresne wrote her biography and she remembered on a certain point that she went to Naomi Campbell's birthday in France and people said she's full, full of baloney. And then they found pictures of her with Epstein, Maxwell and precisely uh, precisely yep absolutely so it goes deep like that so when people that's what we were talking about right before the show is there's a reason 
that they want us to focus on the pizza place on the basement because that just is about as narrow of a scope as you can get when in reality it's all of this i mean we can connect i mean aliphantus's lawyer max maccabee is on the board of directors for the orphanage that laura silsby abducted children from in haiti that's there's too many that's not even a coincidence that's just a direct almost a nearly direct connection direct right no it's incredible and then on the instagram people are commenting on his site who are u.s attorneys yeah it's like so these lawyers are like oh hey this is really cool like and they never mentioned anything unethical or anything like that so the the connections are just incredible can you talk more about that yeah, absolutely. I believe it was like a, they, they said the guy's name was um, Aaron Rao. I don't know if I'm yeah. pronouncing it correctly. Now, I think, yeah, yeah, I forget exactly. That's that's an angle I haven't looked into for a while. But you are correct in the sense that like it, these aren't just nobody's commenting on Elephantus's work. I mean, we also have people like uh, uh, that work in embassies, U.S. embassies, Italian embassies commenting on his work. We have multiple high ranking people commenting on his Instagram channel. Uh, work, uh, including Aaron Rao, including, you know, a guy named Celadon that actually works at an embassy. You know, there's just multiple high level people that do this. And we're led to believe that he just has no connections to any of these people, that he's just nothing. He's a pizza guy. And and that's it. Stop right there. You know, when it's the complete opposite of that, complete opposite of it. You wouldn't be hanging with these people if it wasn't. Right. And his boyfriend was David Brock, Media <laughs> yes. Matters, who was friends with Barney Frank, who owned, who ran a, pro, a gay prostitution ring, or allegedly, right. oh, gay, yeah. I don't know whether it was ever found to be the case. And people were talking about it, it says, if you guys expose me, I will expose all of you. Right. He kind of did a little counter blackmail threat. I don't know if he ever went to jail about that. So there's pictures of those guys together, Brock and uh, Barney Frank. I don't know if you even know if Barney Frank's around or alive. Yeah, good question. Good question. <clears throat> yeah, but and you know, it's like just the very fact that when you start considering what the the real image, the big picture comes into frame here is when you see the interlocking connections to the main purveyors, right? What John of God, Laura Silsby, uh, the Podestas, James Elephantus. Um, even is at Folger as well, their friends. So it's like you, if you put all these people together, that's when you start to realize that you've got sort of like a little nexus, like a little yes. network happening, right? And everything else that we're seeing, those random innuendos, those sexual innuendos, just seem to be people that are peripherally involved, but in the nose, so to speak. I mean, right. that's the vibe I get. I can never prove it without a shadow of a doubt, but I think we've proven that there is undoubtedly smoke in this situation. Oh, no doubt. I <laughs> think know? there was enough to merit a legal <laughs> investigation that never happened. Absolutely. But it was incredible. I mean, and all these people, there's like rich people hanging out with Obama. I mean, it just goes on. It just the connections just jaw-dropping. Can you talk about the connection between... Uh, DC to Dutro, that video? Yeah, absolutely. So the way that works is we know that uh, Marina Abramovic is connected closely with uh, the Tony Podesta and John uh, Podesta. Now, both of the Podestas are very tight with James Elephantis of uh, Comet Ping Pong. Now, the way the the when Dutro comes in is the fact that Marina Abramovic and Alafontis are both tight with one of the individuals that were in the Dutro ex dossiers, aka the list of individuals that were a list of people that were apparently uh, engaged in 
uh, the sex ring, the pedophile ring that Dutroux was either snatching children from, assisting in operating. And why does his name leave me for this moment? Uh, well, it, I'll, I'll, you can look for it, but I'll yeah. break in. That thing, Dutroux was much larger. He was oh, snatching yeah. young girls off the uh, street. The X-Files is online. People can read that. It's a compilation of all the research done. There was enough. And then the whole investigation was almost like what happened with Comet Ping Pong. Shut down. Uh, the, the prosecutor was hampered. There was a huge march by the people of Belgium. They knew something was wrong. And it led, my understanding is it led up into the highest echelons of the elite of Belgium, old line families, Knights of Malta, kind of weird stuff like that. And uh, really nothing really ever came of it. And yeah. you want to talk about a cover-up. There's a documentary that will peel the skin off your face because all it was was after the Dutro, how many people got whacked. It was like 20, it was like the Kennedy assassination. There were 25 people within like six months uh, shot himself, suicide, electrocuted, car crash. It was off the chart. So almost all of the witness, it seemed in my opinion, it was just a massive cleanup job. So there was a lot of smoke there. And there's all kinds of allegations of satanic rituals and that stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, there's the Abraxas uh, that comes in where it brings right. the Satanism in. Yes, and the gentleman's name that they're connected to. And there is a actual post by James Alavantes, too, that, that tags this guy. His name is Axel Vervort. He's a, uh, once again, another art, another art purveyor, right? He's got big art galleries over in Belgium. Uh, so Marina Abramovic and James Alavantes are both known to communicate, hang out with, and be acquainted wow. with Axel Vervoort, who was listed in the uh, uh, Mark Dutro X dossier. So That's it's so incredible. Out of left field. So it's not even just Elephantus. It's also Marina Abramovic, who just happens to also be hanging yeah, out with John of God. Yeah, right. It's just... She's it's, hanging it's, out with Lady Gaga, Soros yeah. kids, I think. Yep, and Some we have to weird spirit cooking. I mean, she was all over the place, right? And then when you get into the idea that, like, it's not just that she's only an artist. I mean, she does art on behalf of the State Department, right? So if you want to think about branding as the State Department, if you were the State Department, right, would you want someone like that representing what you know, cultural diplomacy being spread around the world? Is that cultural diplomacy? Is that what that is? Is that what I'm led to believe? I wouldn't want someone like that representing. Presenting me, you know what I'm saying? If I were the State Department, and yet they do. Yeah, and so she's yep. getting paid out of these funds. She does all these so-called art things that are almost very similar to satanic rituals. Her biography admits she admits all kinds of crazy stuff, communicating. She has all kinds of, you know, paranormal skills. She goes into closets and talks with uh, demons or not yep. demons, entities. Yep. So it just gets creepy. I mean, the creepiness and Alephantis, if my memory serves me correct which it may not, but I thought that he had an art connection to Berlin in Europe or some type of connection with his business where he was trading in art European. So he did have a European connection. Do you remember anything like that? You no, know, he he may have. I know he was connected to different um, establishments over there. That actually leaves me, but you're on the right track and I, it leaves my mind at okay. this moment now as well. But yeah, I haven't he, looked at this stuff for a while. There's been a lot of things I've been researching and the intervening things. But yeah, I mean, sure. it's incredible that even something in the name of Dutro pops up. But you, I mean, can you talk about this art project? You did the research for the State Department. And their kind of weird thing that I think people need to know about. I forgot the name of it, but they have some kind of internal art thing where they're 
trading in art. Can you talk about that? Yeah, absolutely. So the State Department has this program that was um, early iterations of it uh, were created in the 1950s. And uh, what it eventually turned into was the modern version, which is called the Art and Embassies uh, program. And uh, another iteration of it is for the uh, Federal Preservation of Art in Embassies program. FAPE is what it's called, but they can kind of be combined into the same thing. So uh, the Podestas are members of FAPE. Marina Abramovic are members of the Art and Embassies program. Uh, we've also got Jeff Koons that is also the member of this. Now, Jeff Koons has allegations going back uh, quite a while from his ex-wife about molesting his, his child. Um, so she was a porn star, very well-known porn star in Europe. Correct. Yep. Correct. So you've got these people that do have shoddy past that are involved in this this art and embassies program. But most importantly about the program, and this is more theoretical about the infrastructure of what they could be capable of should they should they choose to do it, is the fact that these are independent shipping programs that are allowed to ship art masterpieces from embassies around the world now you can't just go sending things to u.s embassies unsecured unchecked using your own your own transportation your own airplanes commercial airliners you know you can't just do yours or mine yeah no this is incredible this was like uh they were shipping stuff. And Jeff Koons, I would say, I wouldn't go off the bat and say something has degenerate art, but I would say his art is pretty bad, if I remember correctly. And, uh, God, I mean, and the other thing is, I think some of the State Department guys were involved in pedophilia. There was a guy in Europe, I think it was in Belgium, it was mentioned in one of uh, Memory Holds documentaries where yeah. you just blocked out for a little bit. I was trying to fill the space, but can Sorry. you continue? Sorry, it's right. No, no, sorry about that. I have no idea. Okay. But um, you were right. I heard about the Jeff. I heard about Jeff Coods. Yeah. And basically what they do is, I mean, they have this um, company called uh, Masterpiece International. That is a company that handles the shipping process for them. And that means that they have their own independent teams. They circumvent uh, the traditional security, such as the TSA, um, uh, any port checks. So when ships come into land at port, right, they circumvent those. So it's basically like you guys get out of here. We'll put our guys in and we'll do we'll oversee the security checks. Right. So technically, right, these embassies can be accessed with these shipping uh, containers, these boats, these cargo planes. And sure, it could be just art that they're shipping, but it could also be something more and we would never know about it. It sounds outlandish, but the fact, the point that I'm trying to prove in those videos is the fact that it could be possible should, you know, they decide to do it. And we know the types of people that are already involved in it and they're shady. Super shady. So they could be trafficking anything really. It's almost like a diplomatic pouch. Absolutely. Yeah. And and look, if you're shipping mass, if you're shipping absolute million dollar pieces of art, you're not just throwing it in like a metal box in the sun, in the heat. That's going to be climate controlled containers. You're going to have like the necessary, uh, the necessary uh, resources, you know, tech, maybe perhaps even in order to keep a human alive. I don't know. I, I'm not an expert in shipping containers, but all of these things are lining up to be very suspicious to me. In fact, that company, Masterpiece International, is the only company, one of like. Yeah, it's like one of the only companies that like brags that they're around or 
sitting around like uh, or able to circumvent customs. They, I think they bragged that they had 30 internal customs agents or something like that. Right. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly it. It's a small it's a small team. And out of all the teams in the world, you know, tr you try to get on an airport tarmac to go directly to an airplane. It's not going to work, you know, but these people are allowed to do that, you know. Right. So there's definitely a different set of rules for these elites. And that's really kind of what the importance of your research is. It's not this kind of thing that happened in DC. It's the watching this international transnational sex trafficking, something strange, human trafficking is really weird going on. And all these elites seem to have, they try to get a cover organization. So it's either some type of corporation that looks good on the surface. It's either like I'm concerned about the kids or the something. And, and uh, Ghislaine Maxwell had Tara Marr, can you talk about what these guys do? It seems like they're doing it to cover up some kind of nefarious activity. Would yeah, you agree with that? absolutely. Yeah, I definitely agree with it. So I think number one is they go for like the 501c3 nonprofits, right? And I think there's a number of reasons for that because you can, number one, put a name to that nonprofit, such as Save the Kids International or, you know, whatever it might be. But then you can also funnel money around that I believe makes it a little bit easier to conduct money laundering. Now, once again, I'm not a professional financial advisor here that would know the nitty gritty, but we've seen that there's historical precedents for that. No, right? but I, the thing is like Epstein and Maxwell have hundreds of millions of dollars, but there's records. So they're yeah. I would say, in my opinion, their money laundering skills are a plus 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 absolutely yeah and that's on record so it's like there's clearly these are things we have to pay attention to so uh Terramar is is just one perfect example of that they had no offices and yet she was speaking at the united nations on behalf of Terramar, right so there was clearly something going on with these you know nonprofits that didn't have an office anywhere for whatever reason so what was their main goal well their main goal seemed to be to control the oceans to own the oceans whatever that means right it seemed to stretch further than just simple ocean conservation but where my attention really goes to if you figure you combine all of these elite individuals that have their own nonprofits, they have their own organizations right i mean richard or what was it uh jeff coons i believe his family in yeah, Coons has all, yeah, there's just all kinds of weird stuff. I actually saw something today I was researching and it was, God, it was, uh, Maxwell was uh, touting Tara Marr for the University of Texas. And the, a lot of rich people are giving her money. So I don't even know where that money went, but she was at the University of Texas in 2014 talking with Tara Marr and, uh, where is it? It was Terramar Project. If you want to see this, I'm going to put it up on the screen. This yeah, I'm curious. Hold on just a sec. Look at this. I'll put sure. this so this is the Terramar Project, uh, University of Texas. <laughs> but get this. Here it goes. So this is like a virtual scrap. Look who's on there. Uh, it's Christine Maxwell. That's her sister. Oh my but she's God. like just touting all this stuff. She's got her natural and all these symbols and she's hobnobbing with all these people. It's really too much. And it's incredible that we don't pay attention too much to Christine or Isabel Maxwell either, too, because. Right. It's well, here, this is where I was going to get at was Christine Maxwell is married to a Molina whose dad was part of the Suicide Squad and worked with. None other than Jack Parsons. Jack Parsons. Yep. Isn't it crazy how that works? <laughs> so crazy. And they were part of something in 
uh, New Mexico. I think it was the New Mexico something or like it was kind of an elite thing where it's kind of like the Monterey. You ever see the Monterey Club where all the tech guys and, and Epstein was there? There's something oh, yeah. like that in uh, in New Mexico, close to where Epstein had his thing. And there were stories about Epstein bringing in kids from South America through Mexico, like just driving them up. So there was a lot of rumors of trafficking. Right. Zora Ranch, thanks, Lee. Yeah, there you uh, go. But just to finish that up, there was something there, and there at their uh, at the 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 New Mexico. I can't remember it right now. Santa Fe Club or something. Right. They had a huge monolith, like right out of two thousand one. So God. they just have all these occult symbols. <laughs> these people have their own story, and they have their own religion. It's yep. like their own. There's a there's a religious aspect that I think is very secret, and they and. Uh, What's her name? Uh, Virginia Dufresne talked about that they had statuaries, and you've seen pictures, I think, of Maxwell with some weird art and stuff like that. Satanic oh, absolutely. Looking art. Yeah. Anyway, I kind of was just trying about. Yeah, maybe you can talk more about Terramore. Yeah. So I know that with Terra, my when you think. Yeah, you keep coming in and out. I don't know if it's you or me, but I think it's you. Um, Let's see. Any questions? Does anybody want to write any questions in in, in uh, YouTube? That's weird. I'm so sorry about that. I don't it's know. Okay, that's, that's like the third or fourth time. Uh, yeah. So let's try again with Terry. <laughs> yeah. What I was going to say was just the private island system. You have to look at the close vicinity between Epstein's Island, Little St. James, Richard Branson's Island, Necker Island, which, by the way, hosted Nexium, the sex cult on his island. It's not that far away. You have to remember Glenn Maxwell is a submersible pilot, a certified submersible pilot. Uh, you have to remember the close vicinity of both of those islands, Richard Branson's uh, Necker Island, Little St. James. And Biden uh, has an island right down there, too. If I remember. Yeah, Water Island. Yep, they have property that was like exchanged on that island in that same vicinity. And this is all within the vicinity of Haiti as well, right? Where that abduction took place back in 2010 after the earthquake that directly connects it back. Me, right? Silsby? Precisely. Yep. And, you know, there's also White House visitor logs that show that Silsby visited the White House multiple times in 2012. And every time she visited, only hours after that, James Elephant visited, just coincidentally, right? So a pizza guy is visiting the White House only within like five hours that, you know, a confirmed human trafficker is, but not once, but twice, right? So all within this small little realm, these, this, it's like an island neighborhood is what I call it, is technically they could be creating some type of self-sufficient sideline operation there that's sort of uh, a peppering of islands separated from the rest of the mainland. Again, this is speculation, but we do know that the rest of what we discussed is not speculation. These are human traffickers. These are people connected to human trafficking, and this is the type of behavior they're engaging in, and they have the infrastructure in place to, to complete these types of visions should they want to. Right. And you talk in Terramar, I think it was in your documentary that they thought of a Terramar as almost somebody of a citizen of another nation. Exactly. So thinking about that. that Precisely. Was a, and that was in her deposition, too. Thank you for reminding me. That was precise. That was in her deposition where when Ghislaine was being questioned by authorities, what you know, country she's a, a citizen of, she listed the countries. And then they asked, are you a citizen of any other nation? And she said, yes, Terramar. And unless that's, I don't know if that's supposed to be some tongue in cheek, smart aleck response on her part, but given the pressure and the, the situation, the severity of the situation she was in at the time, to give that answer, 
that tells me there's something more to this. Who would respond that you're a nation of a non, you're a, a citizen of a nonprofit? It does not make sense. So there's something more to Terramar than meets the eye, no doubt about it, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. It's almost like she was up to something else and all of the ocean stuff that she was in, submersibles and uh, being in the ocean, that was kind of like her cover. To me, in my opinion, her cover and a way to also get crew money. So, oh yeah, this is you're saving the oceans. This is great. I'll give you cash. Yeah. So yeah, it's, yeah. Um, yeah, just incredible. Can yeah. you talk about the connections between Nexium and and the PizzaGate uh, social set? Yeah, sure. So some of the more basic connections comes through the uh, Gwendolyn and Morris Kafritz Foundation. So this is a foundation they have set up that has donated to both the Nexium side of things as well as the Pizzagate side of things. So there are Pizzagate connected entities that have done like the graphic design uh, for the Kafritz Foundation. And not only that, but there are members of the Kafritz family, I believe, that have attended parties uh, with the Podestas, who, of course, are connected to Aliphantus. And then, of course, you have to remember that Pamela Kafritz was the original uh, individual within Nexium that was dealing with the enslavement of women. And it wasn't until either she passed, if I remember correctly, I believe she, she died. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. Early. And she then, was early. That's right. She was she was an early member. And then I think Allison Mack came in and sort of reinvigorated this slave uh, uh, enslavement process and changed up uh, Nexium uh, into DOS. Right. That's DOS, your, Domino, whatever. Right. Something that's like. it. Yep. Which is basically the 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 slave women within Nexium. So there was Nexium members that apparently did not know that this was going on. But, you know, Allison Mack and Keith were very much recruiting women to be personal sex slaves, which is where the branding comes in. So Pamela Kafritz used to be doing that. Allison Mack took over. Uh, but it's the same Kafritz Foundation that is also involved with uh, individuals in Pizzagate because we've got them donating to entities that are connected to Aliphantus. We've got them doing and uh, people from Pizzagate handling the graphic design and the artwork for different Kafritz websites. We've got members of the Kafritz family attending parties of the Podestas, right? So once again, it's this common just cycle back and forth, back and forth, back and forth between things we're told is separate. And let's think of the timing too, guys. 2016, Pizza Gate or whatever you want to call it comes out. Uh, we're told it's nonsense. But then what happens in the next five years? John of God goes down. Jeffrey Epstein goes down. Ghislaine Maxwell goes down. Uh, Jean-Luc Brunel goes down. Peter Nygaard goes down. And guess what? All of these people have similar friends, right? Prince Andrew has his arms around Virginia Gouffre, right, with Ghislaine and Epstein. But meanwhile, he's visiting Peter Nygaard on his island, right? Oprah is the one that made John of God famous. Well, guess what? You know, she's visiting Peter Nygaard's island as well. Right. Friends and with, uh, what's the producer? Uh, Weinstein. Yeah, there he is. Perfect. That's the other one I forgot. Yep, Harvey Weinstein. And guess what? We've got testimony from a witness that said that Harvey was um, uh, over getting a massage from one of Epstein's girls in France. Now, apparently, Harvey tried to take it a little further, and Epstein got a little upset with him about that. Now, that came from Jean-Luc Burnell and a witness himself. So I consider it credible, the fact that it also came from Jean-Luc Burnell, since he's fessing up to it. Um, and the South America thing might even be true as well, because I found some old Jean-Luc Brunel websites that showed him clearly uh, very much engaged in South America. Interesting. 
I'd heard the same thing about Epstein and Maxwell, that they were involved in Venezuela. So a lot of traveling, believe it or not, out of Venezuela. Rumor, not, not verified, but uh, they were up to no good. They had one of those planes that you could drop the back down so they could be flying over, you know, 15,000 feet, chuck drugs, truck people, you know, it could be anything. I mean, it's off the charts. They're, they're, they were, these guys were involved in so much uh, so much malevolent stuff. It's really off the charts. It they, they took that long to actually bust them. Let's see. What other subject can we talk about? Let's see if he's back. Anybody have any questions? Yeah, no, Lee. These are those are weird. Does anybody know in the in the chat about? Um, I think we lost the guest. Does anybody in the chat know about this thing with Nexium, where they were had a space opera, or actually some kind of connection to Aleister Crowley? Because I just saw this thing. I don't know enough about Nexium. I had a surface thing. I talked to Frank Parlato, but here's this this graph, and you can see that they supposedly drew from Rosicrucianism. Freemasonry, Crowley, Blavatsky, Hubbard, Earhart. Um, and I knew about the Rand objectivism and stuff like that. But I didn't know about the space opera saucer culture. Do you ever know anything, memory hold, about the space opera or saucer culture element of Nexium or Crowley? Because I never heard – I heard the Scientology part. No, I've heard the Scientology part. I, I've heard those names, though, before, but I don't know much further than that. Yeah, I need to look into that in greater detail. Um, where can people find your uh, research? Sure. So uh, you can primarily find me on BitChute. So that's bitshoot.com slash memoryhold. Uh, I am on YouTube. We'll continue to be on there, even though Susan keeps banning me nonstop. So that's memoryhold 4.0. But I'd really put the effort on bitshoot.com uh, slash memory hold. If you want to catch the show live, right, and join in on the chat, we've got a very good community, a very good lively chat that does great research. That's dlive.tv slash memory holds. And all of those live streams will then be uploaded to BitChute. We repeat that fact. live. Can you repeat that live show for me again? I missed it. You got it. Yep. So that's dlive. Dlive.tv. TV. Slash memory hold. Yep, and uh, I'm basically eventually going to be on every alt platform I can imagine. That's it. P P Live TV dot memory hole. So forward slash backslash. <laughs> anyway, it's D Live TV dot memory hole. He keeps coming in and out of. Uh, yeah, so, I have. Okay. very bizarre. Very yeah, well, bizarre. Somebody doesn't want you to do to do any talking. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, so yeah, check that out. I would like to check that out as well. I'd like to listen to some of the live shows. How, how's what's your experience with D Live like? Oh, you know, I really experience. I, I love it. No censorship so far. Very smooth streams. No real big interruptions. So I got to give it a hundred percent so far. Yeah, that's good. Okay, well, yeah, I'm supposed to be starting to stream there, but yeah. Anyway, excellent research, guys. Go check out this stuff. Thanks so much for your time. Again, it's Thanks. Memory Hold. M E M O R Y H O L D. You got and it. Uh, there's a lot more we didn't even cover. I think we could probably do another show. There's a lot of other issues, you know, very oh, yeah. important things to cover. But also go check out the title of this show is going to be Elite Human Trafficking. So you want to look for those on BitChute as well. And it's under Mouthy Buddha, M-O-U-T-H-Y-B-U-D-D-H-A. But he mentions Memory Hold as one of the primary, if not the primary researcher of those uh, documentaries. So, Absolutely. 
Memory yeah. Hill, thank you so much for your time. Appreciate it. Yeah, I thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. I enjoy your work. Been watching for a while. So hopefully we can do another one. All right. Yeah, yeah. Anytime. Let's keep in touch. Cool. All right, guys. All right, cool. Have a good one. All right, bye-bye. All right, See don't ya. go anywhere.